Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Uh, we were in Acts, of course, last week. Um, tonight, uh, uh, to the book of Acts. Tonight, I, I, I want you to, uh, I want you just to, uh, just nudge your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Tonight, it's real talk. So, t- tonight, I'm gonna deal with some stuff, uh, and I'm gonna deal with it raw, because. Uh, we got to get it get it together amen but i, I want to go here uh in acts chapter one we were here last week but i, I just want you to go uh i want you to go acts chapter one verse number 14 <clears throat> these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the woman and mary the mother of jesus with his brothers and in those days peter stood in the midst of the disciples Uh, Altogether, the number of names was about 120 and said, men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled. Uh, Just touch somebody and say, what I went through through. had to happen. happen. I'm going to help somebody tonight because some of y'all been wondering and and why I got to go through this and why this is happening. And it seems like every time I turn around, I'm in a mess. Yeah. Touch somebody else. Say it had to happen. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Which the Holy Spirit spoke before the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide of those who arrested Jesus, for he was numbered with us and obtained a part in this ministry. Now, this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity and falling headlong. He burst open in the middle and all of his entrails or intestines fell out. And it's talking about Judas. And it became known to all those dwelling in Jerusalem. So that field is called in their own language, Akel Damah, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his dwelling place be desolate, no one live in it. Let another take his office. Uh, Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all this time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness of his resurrection. And they proposed two. Somebody say two. Joseph called Barsabbas was named surnamed Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, you, O Lord, know the hearts of all. Show which of these two you have chosen. Uh, I just want you. You're going to talk to your neighbor a lot tonight. So just uh, uh, let your neighbor say neighbor. Which one did God choose for you? Uh, Watch this. Watch this. You're real spiritual. 
But your neighbor, part of the stress that they deal with is because they're operating with something God never chose for them. I says, I says, I says. Verse 25. Notice they prayed before they picked. They didn't pick which one cost the least. They didn't pick which one six foot, six figure, six pack. They didn't. They said, God, you know, so we're going to let you do the choosing. Now watch this. Now, now watch this. To take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go into his own place. And they cast lots. That's why the children of Israel, the Hebrews, they heard from God. It was the equivalent of what we would do rolling dice. And wherever the God directed the dice, that's how they heard from God. That's what they did. Uh, and they cast lots, and their lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered among the 11 apostles. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I decrease that you might increase tonight, God. Open our ears that we might hear you clearly tonight, God. People are here tonight, God, looking for direction, looking for instruction for them to walk out the things you've ordained. And I pray tonight, God, that you would give that to them. Only you can speak once, but we each individually hear what we need to hear. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Just hug your neighbor on your left and right before you take your seat. And tell one of them, say, I was the best looking thing in here. Tell him I still am. <laughs> I, sw I switched it up on you tonight. <laughs> Amen. Watch this. Uh, tonight, I I'm finishing. Uh, we're not finishing. I'm, I'm just going on from where I was last week. How many people here last week dealing with the Church of Acts? And so I'm going to be continuing uh, with that thought tonight. So I need you to stay with me. Uh, last week, I talked about two things. I talked about a corporate assignment. I talked about an individual assignment. Uh, I talked about a corporate assignment in terms of what we as a body uh, have been called to do. And not just limited to this local church, but we as a body of believers. We as a body of Christ. The second thing I talked about was your individual assignment. Say, I have an individual assignment. Uh, please understand, and, and you hear me say this often, and it's so important, God did not just make you uh, just for you to come and go to work and come home and eat some dinner and, and watch Jay Leno and go to sleep and wake up and then hate to wake up. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, God created you with a specific assignment in place. Please understand the chair you're sitting in is fulfilling its God-given assignment. You missed that. When you sit down, that chair is holding your weight, which means that that chair, what it was created to do, it was created for you to sit on it and be able to enjoy yourself because it's got a little cushion on it. You understand what I'm saying? Now, watch this. In that, every time you take a seat in that chair, that chair is fulfilling its God-ordained purpose. Now, wouldn't it be a shame if the chair wanted to be like the ceiling fan? I'm trying to help somebody because because watch this watch this you have got to learn to be comfortable in what it is your lane and your assignment is and not get caught up with what your neighbor's supposed to do okay I'm, 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 I'm gonna help us tonight I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna help us tonight what well, well, I says what's this uh, when I sit down in the chair the chair holds my weight the chair is fulfilling its assignment now without that chair it would make it very hard to tell people you need to come church and when you come, bring your own chair. Now, could, could you imagine that? Wouldn't that be a little hilarious? You know, everybody got their chair in the elevator. <laughs> you know, I, I think that'd be funny. So, so watch this. Say assignment. Now watch this. Your purpose, and I'm just kind of reviewing some stuff I've gone over. Your purpose is universal. 
as a believer, your purpose is to reconcile the world back to Christ. That's your God-given purpose. But now in that, you have something specific, which is called your assignment. Peter calls it an election. Okay? All right, watch this. Anybody ever had a party? It's all right. I, I know you ain't been saved all your life. It's all right. And saved people can have parties too. You know? They just look different. They play the gospel of Luke, not Luke. Okay, so watch this. Uh, all right. And so, uh, okay, and so, <laughs> now no, watch this. Now watch this. In this whole thing, uh, what happens is, is that you may invite a lot of people to the party. Okay. But what happens is, only a few people are going to RSVP if you do it that way. And then, truthfully, out of that, only a few people are going to show up. That's why the Bible says many are called, but only a few of them were chosen. In other words, God says, I've invited a lot of people to this assignment. But most people don't have the audacity or the intestinal fortitude to show up and fulfill the assignment. Remember last week I talked about because when you're walking in your assignment, it can be very lonely because many times you don't have a prototype to follow. Are you are y'all here? Okay, I'm just reviewing from, 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 from where we were last week. So now watch this. Uh, we're talking about the Church of Acts. And so uh, the Church of Acts, there's so much to learn because I'm going to look at this from two parallels tonight in Bible study. We're going to look at two parallels. Uh, the first parallel is the parallel of, of, of or, or from the angle of corporate assignment. Second angle is from individual assignment. All right? P please understand. Your assignment is directly connected to the man of God in your life. Amen. I didn't get nobody to say nothing. But please understand, before Timothy could fulfill his assignment, he had to find Paul. Before Jesus could fulfill his assignment, he had to find John the Baptist. Are, are, are you here? Okay. Well, watch this. Even before that, before John the Baptist could even be born, Zacharias had to meet Elizabeth. And Zacharias' daddy had to be a priest. Because you can't be a priest. You have to be born into the priesthood in the biblical days. Y'all with me? Okay. So, so, so all of these things that happened had to happen in the sequence that they happened in order for the assignment to be fulfilled. Are y'all with me? Now, in this, Mary had to have been Elizabeth's cousin. Because otherwise, when Elizabeth and Mary came together and John started kicking in the womb, then that never would have happened. They never would have met up had they not been family. Had John not kicked in the womb when he came in the presence of a pregnant Mary, I'm just, I'm just, this is right there in your Bible, uh, of a pregnant Mary, then what would have happened is, is that John never would have fully walked in what he was ordained to walk in. When John was in the womb, he was kicking in Elizabeth's belly because he said, wait a minute, I, I, I'm in the presence of what I've been assigned to do. See, that's what's happening for a lot of you right now. You can't sleep and you think that's the devil. No, that's God. That's your belly kicking because you're finally pregnant. Get ready to give birth to that thing called your assignment. Uh, now, watch this. Watch this. I want to take a line upon line. Preach upon preach up. So go to the book of Acts. You there? We were there. Now, I think last week uh, I ended uh, where I am. 
Come on, y'all supposed to be in the Holy Ghost. Now, where? <laughs> All right, now go. I, I want you to go. Uh, go to verse 11. Because I talked about at the end, I talked about how uh, the, the disciples are staring up in the heaven, waiting on God to do something. Okay? And I talked about how many times the body of Christ has got its bags packed, ready to go. I'm just waiting on Jesus. My Lord, my Jesus. I says, I'm waiting on the Lord. You ever met somebody like that? Every time you talk to them, they, they can't never talk. Regular people talk. No, y'all ain't saying anything. You know, every time you talk, they just they super spiritual. You think they Jesus cousin? So you, how you doing? Oh, child, the Lord is favoring me today. I was in Zion, and when I left Zion, I went to the Mount of Olives. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's a wonder in my soul. I says, if it's your neighbor, keep looking straight ahead. I won't know it's there. Now watch this. Watch this. Nothing wrong with that. But but watch this. But watch this. The disciples kept staring up at heaven, waiting on Jesus to come back. Please understand. When they were writing what we call our New Testament, they thought he was going to come back in a couple of years. They were looking for his return not 2,000 years later. They were looking for his return in a few months. They're staring up, gazing at heaven. And look, at, and, and look there, uh, verse 11, uh, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up at heaven? Watch this. The angels had to say to them, What are you still doing here? Okay. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, in your individual assignment, you should always be making progression. The moment you stop making progression, then you get stuck. And the problem is, is in the body of Christ, sometimes we can get stuck doing what seems to be something good. You missed that. Okay, you missed that. They were stuck looking up at heaven. Well, it seems like that's probably a pretty good idea. That's how he left. Maybe that's he's going to come right back. Maybe he's just going up to get a snack or something. I'm telling you how they thought. They were stuck there doing something that was good. But they were not doing something that was God. And, and, and so, what's this? They were trying to make the relationship that they know has been dead for years work. Because that's good. The only problem was is God never had nothing to do with it in the first place. So they stuck gazing at heaven doing good stuff but never step into God's stuff all right okay all right I'm, I'm gonna take you through this all right now watch this go to verse 12 then they returned to Jerusalem I talked about this a little bit on Sunday they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olivet which is near Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey and when they had entered there uh, went up into the upper room now the upper room is believed to be where the tomb of David was Believed to be where the tomb of David was. That's important because that was fulfilling of a prophetic scripture. Okay. Now, in this, what happens is, <coughs> uh, look at who went up. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, Simon, and Judas, the son of James. That's not Judas Iscariot. Verse 14. These all continued with uh, one accord in prayer and supplication. Watch this. 
You hear me talk about this a lot, and tonight I really want to dig in it a little bit. They were able to fulfill an individual assignment because they had corporate unity. Okay. Now, now, so we understand that. If the, if the church is going to fulfill our assignment, we've got to have corporate unity. We can't have one over here acting crazy with this one over here, acting crazy with this one over here, talking about bless God. God ain't got nothing to do with that. But now watch this. In your life, that's the corporate assignment. In your life, though, your individual assignment will be directly affected by the corporate people you keep around you. The Holy Spirit would not have come and endowed them with, what's the Greek word? Dunamis, power, miracle-working power. He never would have came had they not been able to have been of one accord. Okay, watch this. Sometimes the reason that we are very ineffective in our assignment is because you got a bunch of people walking with you, but they're not armor bearers, they're pallbearers. They're just waiting on you to finally die. And I'm not just talking about a literal death. They're waiting on you to finally lose your dream. So then they can say, told you so. I don't know what you was doing. Believe in God anyhow. So, see, y'all like, you, you always been messed up like this. How are you going to go to church and get your life together? You always been. Yeah, watch this. Watch this. You've got to be able to understand that the only way you can fulfill your personal individual assignment is that you have corporate unity around you. And when you identify people, this Bible study tonight, so I'm teaching tonight, you hear? The only way you could ensure that is that when a person shows you who they are, you got to trust them. You missed that. When somebody shows you that they're really not in your corner, don't stop trying to, uh, good thing. Well, you know, I just, you know, God knows they heart. They maybe didn't mean nothing by that. Out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak. So you meant everything you said. So don't be trying to backpedal now. You just didn't mean for me to hear it. I ain't going to get nobody to say nothing. Watch this. Watch this. So in that, when a person reveals, say when a person reveals who they are. Watch this. Jesus knew who Judas was before Judas knew who he was. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, in the story we just read, and we're going to look at it again, uh, Judas fell from his place. Uh, the word there in King James, his office, it literally means his bishopric. Um, and I won't go into much detail there, but it literally means he fell from his place of apostolic authority. Okay. In that, Jesus knew what Judas was all about before he let him be a part of the group. Jesus chose him to be a part of the group. Now, isn't that interesting that Jesus, all-knowing, 100% God, 100% man, he would choose the one who was going to sell him out? You, you missed that. You missed that. Listen, why would he do that? So he could keep his eyes on everything Judas was doing. Okay, let, let, me, let me help you understand that. There are people in your life that you try to let them know, listen, we can't have a relationship. I can't talk to you. I can't do this no more. And what you end up doing is you end up creating a vicious animal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me just come down here. All right. You ever told somebody, listen, 
uh, we, you know, we, we can't be friends no more. I, I can't talk to you no more. God's got me in a new place in life. And then they look at you and say, well, neck bop pop 17 times. You can't, well, you was with me at Club Sugar Daddy last week. What happened now? Or you done went to that church and go, oh, you got the Holy Ghost, huh? Sometimes you've got to know who your enemy is without revealing it to them. You, 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 you did. But please understand, please understand, when a person reveals to you who they are, it's not always appropriate for you to go let them know you know who they are. I'm digging. This is real talk. I'm going to get real, real tonight. I'm going to get in your stuff, all in your cornbread and greens and chitlins. Chitlins are anointed. Y'all better get in the Holy Ghost. All right. <laughs> now watch this. Watch this. Say corporate unity. So in, in their lives, they had corporate unity. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and they're able to fulfill a personal assignment because of corporate unity. Watch this. It is so important that in your households, this is Bible study, so I'm teaching you tonight. In your households, you achieve unity. If there's no other place you can go where you've got peace, it should certainly be your house. If your house is not peaceful, you need to fix it and stop waiting. To, look, because here's what we do. We're gazing up at God. Come on, fix my house. God, my kids don't be listening. God, my, okay. And we're stuck gazing. And the angels are like, you men of Galilee, what are you gazing up here for? Didn't he tell you to go to Jerusalem? In other, in other words, didn't he tell you to go fix it? Are you here? If your household is not peaceful or walking in unity, you will not be able to focus, which will keep you from fulfilling assignment. Unity breeds focus. Focus breeds assignment. Okay? Watch this. Watch this. Uh, in that, say corporate assignment. Okay. Now, I, 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 I want to. I just want to take it a little further here. Okay. Now, go, uh, go, go. Acts one. I want you to go. Uh, actually, go to Acts two. Now, what they did was before the day of Pentecost was come. Pentecost meaning fifty days from Passover. Okay. Fifty days from the resurrection of Christ, death and resurrection of Christ. Okay. Pente, P-E-N-T-E, prefix. Pente meaning five, fifty. Watch this. In that, before they were able to see the promise come, say promise. Now, what was the promise made to them in the book of Acts? Who was coming? The Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came, what were they going to get? Power. To do what? Be witnesses. Where? Jerusalem. Okay, we're going to do Sunday school. Okay. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all right. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. But before that power came, what did they do? Stick with me. Who did they replace? Judas. Now watch this. You say, oh, that didn't really, that wasn't too important. 
Say 12. 12 is the number of foundational government. Okay, watch this. I'm going to help you. 12 is the number of government. It's the number of foundation. It is the number of the bishopric or ap apostolic ministry. Okay, we'll say that. Before the promise could come, it could not come when only 11 were in place. Because there was no foundation laid. Because they were missing one. Okay? Once they replaced Judas with Matthias, you'll find that in chapter 2, the very next thing is now the day of Pentecost has fully come. They're in one place with one accord. And suddenly, watch this. The promise could not come until their foundation was laid. Okay, let me help you. Some of the stuff we're waiting on God to do, he's not going to do because you don't have a foundation in place for it. Uh, okay, okay, all right, I'm going to say it again. Some of the stuff we're asking God to do, gazing up at heaven, God is saying, I need you to get a foundation laid first. Because if I add my super to your natural instability, it'll mess you up. Twelve was the number of foundation. Eleven was not. So had Judas not been replaced, y'all here? Had Judas not been replaced, they would have been in state or unstable rather. Okay, let, let, me, let, me, let me break that all down because y'all looking at me like, well, Bishop, I ain't no apostle. <laughs> Okay, let, me, let, me, let me break that down. Watch this. In your life, many of you may feel like you've had to start all over again. And everything you knew got shook. And you used to be able to depend on this, and now that's not providing anymore. And you used to be able to depend on this person, but they're crazy now. And so you used to be able to do all this, but all of that's been shaken. Am I talking to anybody? And you used to have the best marriage on the block. <laughs> you used to love going into work. Now they're lucky if they see you. <laughs> you go in with an attitude. I didn't come here to work. <laughs> What's this? Am I telling anybody? Because what God had to do was he had to shake away Judas. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just stand up, turn around. You're going to have some three days. You're coming out in three days. God bless you. Amen. Because y'all ain't saying nothing. God had to shake the 12, the foundation so that one leg was left missing. So for 50 days, they walked around limping because the foundation wasn't there. And for 50 days, everybody could see their issues. And for 50 days, everybody could see their problems. Because they didn't have 12. They didn't have the... So for 50 days, they're walking around messed up. Jacked up. What does that song say? Tied up, tangled up, wrapped up. Oppressed, depressed, suppressed. OCP, OPP. What's this? Yeah, you know me. What's this? 
What's this? What's this? What's this? God shook the foundation so that Judas would fall. After Judas fell, he was replaced by one that would give the foundation back. And because if God had allowed Judas, what's this? Let's, let's think back. Now, let's say Judas did not kill himself. Let's say he didn't do that. Let's say they never found out who he was. Let's say they never knew who Judas was. Let's say they thought it was Peter the whole time, but didn't nobody want to say nothing. Because you know how church folks do, you know. I think it was Peter, man. Now, we don't do that here, though, by the way. We don't, we don't do that up in here. But, you know, other, you know down the street. My sister. Uh, I think it was Peter. What if they've never found it was Judas? And then Jesus reappears. And Jesus don't say nothing about it. I'm speaking hypothetically, okay? Jesus reappears, and they said, Jesus, how did this happen? And he just, well, it had to happen. It was prophesied. I had the son of man had to go. I had to get death hill in the grave. I had to give you the keys. I had to do all that. And then that was prophesied, so that had to happen. Well, Jesus, who did this? And, and he didn't say nothing. Then they're walking to go try to get a promise. I'm trying to help somebody. They're walking to go try to get the promise in the upper room. Are y'all following me? But they didn't realize they had a traitor on the team. So if the promise would have came with the traitor on the team, the promise would have been for not. Because Judas would have messed it up. Why? Because it only came when they were in one place with one accord. So Judas would have had his heart somewhere else. And so they never would have got the promise because they would have had a traitor on their team. That's what some of y'all have been fixing in your life right now. You had a traitor on your team. Watch this. Here's the thing about a traitor. It doesn't necessarily mean they're against you, but they could be against your assignment. Well, watch this. There's some stuff and some relationships you've outgrown. This is real talk. I'm going to get all in. I'm in the Kool-Aid. Got about four packs of sugar. All right. Watch this. There's some stuff you've outgrown. Remember what I told you last week? And, and, and you're 45 years old with a onesie on. I'm trying to help somebody. And every day you feel uncomfortable because your clothes too tight. Because you've outgrown it. Ain't nobody saying nothing. If you're going to get your assignment, sometimes you've got to learn how to walk alone. Abram, get away from your family. Get away from everything you know and go to a place I'm going to show you. Where I'm going, you'll know when I tell you. Watch this. Say foundation. Are y'all are you getting this? I'm going to make sure you're getting it. Because I don't just want a bunch of spiritual rhetoric and you just be like, ooh, Bishop, that's deep. And, but you don't get it. Would you get it? Watch this. So God says, I'm going to shake a foundation. That's what's happening. That's what's happening in our nation. I'll just tell you what's going on in the nation. God says, okay. All right, y'all want to do your own thing? Oh, no, no, no. 
And everything, the old saints used to sing a song. If your soul's not anchored to the Lord, then, then when the storm calls, you'll surely drift away. That's an old sanctified song. I think they wrote that when Jesus was still here. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? So the question is, what has been the foundation of your life to this point? Because whatever is your foundation, that is what God will shake before he takes you into assignment. I'm going to say that again. Whatever has been your foundation, that is what God will shake before your assignment. Okay, disapprove it. If your job has always been what's given you your identity, he'll shake it. If your relationship has always been what's given you your identity, he'll shake it. Are you here? Watch this. If, if, if you having a lot of money in the bank has always been what's defined you, Can, can, can I help us tonight? Watch this. The wilderness. Say the wilderness. I said this on Sunday before church. The wilderness. Watch this. Children of Israel live Egypt after 430 years of slavery. Watch this. But while they were in Egypt, they learned how to set up a government. They learned how to set up infrastructure. They learned how to, how to, how to do business. They learned all of that while they were slaves. See, some of you who have desires to earn, have businesses and stuff. But you're still over here in, in an Egyptian system. If you desire to own a business, okay? If you don't desire to own a business, then maybe you're already where God wants you to be. But watch this. God is teaching you in Egypt how to be successful in Canaan. And if you can't be faithful to Egypt, he'll never give you Canaan. You, you, you didn't hear what I just said. Christians, we talk about faith, 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 faith. Hey, I got the faith, hey. You, you know, you know. Sometimes we pray, but we really got faith. You know, you squint like you, like you. Faith. <laughs> you know, looking like you constipated. Or you know, just faith. You want to know what faith is all about? Faithfulness. And see, some of you can't get your own because you've never been faithful with another man's. Okay, don't nobody want to say nothing about that because you're just staring up at heaven. Come on, Jesus. Do it, Jesus. Jesus. Do it. Won't he fix it? Won't he make a way? Somehow. Won't he open a window? Won't he crack a door? And the angels are like, what you looking up here for? Jerusalem over there. Watch this. I'm going to connect some dots. I'm just about through. Watch this. In that, uh, this whole thing, say foundation. Okay. Shakes a foundation in order to remove anything that is not part of the promise. Whenever your foundation is shaking, God, watch this. Children of Israel leave Egypt. After how many years? 430 years of slavery. They walk, and they don't really know where they're going. See, that's what some of y'all are right now. You, you don't really know where you're going. You just know you ain't there no more. And you're trying to say, God, where am I walking to? And, and God is saying, I'll tell you when you get there. 
I just helped somebody right there. You've been asking God, God, what's going on? And God ain't said nothing. He said, because you keep walking, I'll tell you when you get there. It's like the little thing in my car. You know, she don't tell me. Now, she, you know, I, I, I ain't figured it out. You know, but she don't tell me. <laughs> my old one, it used to tell me, you know, you're two minutes away. You're 30 seconds away. The new one, she don't say nothing. I beat and drove up on it and passed the place. Turn around. You missed it. Like, my God, well, I could have did that. What's this? What's this? What's this? They leave Egypt, go on a journey into the wilderness. In that journey in the wilderness, remember I said this Sunday, God thought it was only going to take them 11 days to work Egypt out of them. Because he wanted them to keep the good they had learned, but he wanted them to lose the mindset of a slave. Because how are you going to go take the land of a Canaanite when you think like a slave? You're going there trying to work for him. I just said something. In the land of Canaan, promised land, say promised land. In the promised land, there were Canaanites. There were giants in the land, big things. And so if you were walking there acting like a slave, excuse me, uh, yes, sir, uh, yes. Uh, we the children of Israel, how you doing? Yeah, we want to work out a little deal with you. Uh, you know, God told us all is supposed to be ours, but that's all right. We, we don't want the whole thing. We don't want the whole thing. Just give us this little piece over here, and, and we'll work for you. What you want? You, you didn't hear what I just said. God says you're going to go take a promise, but when you go take that promise, there's going to be stuff you have to dispossess out of that land. In other words, if you don't get this foundation thing down, and if you don't get strong enough in the wilderness, you will not survive the promised land. See, people, I, I want to be a billionaire. I want to be a millionaire. What if that really happened? Remember you, your kid, you used to want to be a doctor until you found out how much it costs to go to medical school? Ain't nobody talking to me. Remember you, your kid, you go, I'm going to be the first, I'm going to be the president. I'm going to be president. Till you see how they do them? <laughs> Watch this. That's a promise for somebody, but to go take that promise, you got to be strong because you got to deal with CNN, NBC, CBS, PBS, approval ratings. Well, they don't like you. Well, they don't like you. Well, the right like this, the left is like this. I'd have no parts in that because about two people criticize me, and I'm, I'm going to go straight. Y'all know where I'm from. I'm going to go right back around 930 Seller Street. You understand what I'm saying? But what you say? Mr. President, oh no, come, come. Turn, turn the camera off. Turn the camera off. Y'all ain't saying that. See, some of y'all, that's how y'all are. <laughs> that's why you're laughing. You got a raise in your purse right now. Okay, now. Godfather was going to take how many days? 11 days. To work Egypt out of them. The problem is. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible even says this. He didn't take them by the way of the Philistines, lest they see war, they should turn back. So God says, I took them the, sh the easy way. I didn't take them where they would have saw some fighting and might have got scared. I took them where it was just walking. See, some of you are complaining about your life. Let me help you. You better quit complaining because, baby, it could be ten times worse than what it is. Well, I don't like this. I don't like this. Please understand, that was the problem with the children of Israel. They started running their mouth, and then they turned an 11-day trip into 40 years. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? And it didn't bother God because God says, I, I'm not out of time. I, you know, I'm forever. I am. So 40 years or 430 years makes me no difference. I'll wait to the next generation. Do you realize there is stuff, I need to say this to you, there is stuff in your family that your family was supposed to possess that they never did and it's still sitting there waiting for you? There is stuff that your daddy and your daddy's daddy and his daddy was supposed to take but they never took it because they acted like the children of Israel. See, we spend so much time worried about generational curses. What about the generational blessing that God laid aside for you? You get so wrapped up in, well, he was an alcoholic. and it, you know, Listen, all that, yes, you need to get free from that. But please understand, you've been grafted into a new family. You've been brought into a new family. Are you hearing me? Watch this. Watch this. All right, I'm just about through. Now, in this whole thing, it's supposed to be 11 days, takes 40 years. For him to work that mindset. Uh, I told you this, I believe, on Sunday. Generation in scripture is more so than just age. It deals with mindset. Okay? So it took him 40 years to destroy that mindset. Here's what's crazy about that. And you've seen me do this before. I'm going to do it again. They walked around a particular region, particularly uh, a place called Mount Sayre. Okay, they walked around that for 40 years. Same place. Gazing up at heaven. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Yahweh. Come on, I am. I'm just waiting on the Lord. You know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. That is the biggest lie I'd never heard. You don't write a book if you're trying to keep secrets. Ain't nothing mysterious about it. All right. I'm about on year 20. <laughs> I'm walking, 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 walking. And finally, the Lord speaks to him and he says, you've been here long enough turn north what's this in other words god says i finally destroyed the mindset now go take the promise what's this you determine how quickly you get from your foundation being shaken into your promise you, you didn't hear what i just said i'm gonna say it again you determine how quickly you move from your foundation being shaken into your promise. Now, let's really think about walking around 40 years. Now, here's the thing about the wilderness. In the wilderness, God proved to them that he met their needs. Their shoes never wore out. Read your Bible. Their clothes renewed themselves. They had bread falling from heaven. They had water coming out of a rock. They had quail just drop and fall. So they had all the meat they wanted. In other words, God says, while you're in the wilderness, I'm going to meet your needs. But you determine when I go from being your need meter to being your abundant supply. You determine how quickly you go from just having enough to make ends meet. You determine how quickly that changes. And I'm not just talking about money because for some people, your neighbor, because they're rich. Okay, y'all don't even know how to receive stuff. My God. 
All right. Watch this. It ain't money. For them, it's being stuck in the same bad cycle of life that they've been in. And they're stuck there because they got two small clothes on. And remember what the clothes represent. The clothes represent, the garment represents the what? Huh? Come on, last Wednesday. Come on. The assignment. <laughs> They're wearing what they were supposed to be doing 30 years ago. See, you were supposed to be the secretary, but that was 30 years ago. And so if you're going to try to wear them secretary clothes today, you're going to hate it because it's too small for you. I'm using that as an example. If you're a secretary, nothing to keep on secretarying. <laughs> I'm using that as an example. Okay? Folk in Denver be tripping me out. Not you, though. Now, watch this. Watch this. Say, I determine how quickly I move from wilderness to promise. Because, watch this. Uh, uh, this is the juice right here. Now, remember I told you it's important that you have what around you? Huh? Unity. Okay. Now, here's the question. Bishop, how do I know that the people I'm walking with are unified with me? Every time they open their mouth, they're telling you something. You, you, didn't, you, you missed that. If every time they open your mouth, they're telling you why you can't do it, I'd watch that one. See, see, please understand, uh, even in ministry, I don't surround myself with folk that's going to tell me all of what we can't do. I don't want to hear what they got to say. I want to hear people that, yeah, Bishop, that's what God said. Let's do it. You, 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 a lot of the times, and you hear me say this often, a lot of the times those people that are in your ear that are telling you you can't do it and that aren't unified with you are people that are close to you. But now watch this. You can't cut your mom off. Somebody say yes, you can. Well, watch this. Now watch this. No, 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 no. Watch this. Watch this. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. That would be the most uncomfortable Thanksgiving ever. Uh, no, me and mama ain't talking. Hey, what you doing? Okay, I'm trying to see. <laughs> so that's one of them people where you know who they are. But they ain't got to know that you know. So you just know never to tell them nothing God told you. See, sometimes as Christians, we, you know, we, we get, you know, we want to, we want to let people know, you know, we got to tell them where to get off. And the truth is, is, is watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Is that Jesus knowing who Judas was, but please understand, I'm sure Jesus, Jesus was a good businessman. He had a treasurer. Okay. Who happened to be the devil, but that's the, that's the, that's the that's besides the point. Watch this. In, in that whole thing, 
Jesus, knowing who Judas was, never revealing to Judas that he knew what he was until later on, what he was able to do was he was able, watch this, because he's 100% God, 100% what? Man. He was able to not make the mistake of Joseph. Am I talking to anybody? Watch this. Imagine had Jesus told Judas the whole story. Watch this. Joseph went through a lot of hell. Watch this. A lot of it was necessary, but a lot of it could have been avoided. Okay? Watch this. If he wouldn't have told them crazy brothers, nothing. Watch this. What could have he avoided? He could have avoided the slavery. God would have still gotten him to Potiphar's house. God would have still got him to Pharaoh. Because remember, the word God has spoken about you is what? Eternal. Gotta happen. Tell somebody says, gotta happen. So God could have got him there, and he could have used the short way like he was getting the children of Israel. Y'all getting this? He could have used the short way where the Philistines weren't having war. But Joseph went over and told his brothers, you know, man, God told me I'm going to be great. God told me, matter of fact, he told me y'all going to serve me one day. Now, imagine, now, okay, now that sounds real good because some of y'all, you know, God's told you great stuff. He's told everybody great stuff. But watch this. Imagine if you were one of Joseph's brothers. Now, just be real. Stop being all super Old Testament. <laughs> if you were one of Joseph's brothers, you would have you got a little offended. <laughs> I'm the oldest. You for the one me? Let me just be real with it. You know, I imagine, imagine, how many people you got brothers and sisters? Imagine if, let's say, you, you, you the oldest, you the one, you the, you the, you the, you there, you the rock. You kept everybody together. After Big Mama Joe name went, you was the one had soul food dinner. You won. So you was the one got the family together. Okay, watch this. I imagine, y'all here with me? Imagine. Little 13-year-old walking up to you. <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, nothing. Just, you know, serving the family, serving dad, building the family business. You know what God told me? God told me I'm going to be greater than you. God told me you're going to serve me. God told me that I was going to be a great nation. I was going to be a great leader. What do you think about that? can tell you probably wouldn't have been like well if God said it I believe it that sells it <laughs> you were like now look here boy now you, you all in that dreams you probably ate too late that's your problem God ain't told you nothing go sit down so watch this Joseph tells the wrong people you know who he told for to help somebody he told his family 
He told the people that were supposed to understand him. He told the people that were supposed to be there for him. Because of family that stays to praise together, stays together. And they sold him into slavery. And then tried to cover it up. Oh, where's Joseph? I don't know. You know, he was out there in the back. I don't know. Why are you asking me? That was Cain, but all right, we'll, we'll use that. <laughs> we'll use that. Okay, now watch this. Are, are y'all getting this tonight? I, I really want to make sure you get this, because I know this is, this is, this is I'm, I'm taking a text that's not commonly used, and, and I'm trying to, to break that down so you understand why assignment's so important. So now, let's, let's catch up. Let's put the children of Israel together. Let's put the, the church of Acts together. You ready? So let's put it together. 40-year trip, God says, you've been here long enough, turn north. God says, I determine when you're ready. I determine when you're ready because of your faithfulness. You, you know what they'd have been faithful at doing? Walking. Even though they were walking in circles, they were faithful at walking. See, see what this? Some of us, the problem we have is that we stop. And because stuff ain't working good and stuff ain't working right, you stop praying. Okay, I, 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 watch this. This Bible says, and, and because because you feel like God let you down, you you know you you don't come to church. Cause nah, nah, I need a couple weeks off. Me and God having issues. What? You and God having issues? I'm trying to be polite these days. Are you here? But now, let's be honest. How many people you've ever felt like that? Me and God just going through something right now. As if you could box with God. That's some nerve. Uh, ain't our flesh crazy? Aren't you glad you don't walk in the flesh, but you walk in the spirit? Your flesh is a trip. Your flesh will have you trying to box with God, trying to talk to God like you lost your mind. God, I've been faithful for three months. Where's my harvest? God, I ain't slept around in two weeks. Come on now. You got to give me something. I ain't judging you. I'm just keeping it R-E-A-L. Don't feel judged, but do feel convicted to know that you're going to keep on walking around the mountain. What's this? What's this? What's this? Say faithfulness. Your faithfulness is the key to being able to get to a place of the promise. Okay. Your faithfulness. Now, the question is, say, Bishop, faithfulness to what? What was the last thing God told you to do? If you're not doing that, you're unfaithful. It's all right. Say, say Lord, I'm glad you forgive me. So don't feel bad about it. I'm just trying to help you stop walking around the mountain. Watch this. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, what was the last thing God told you to do? 
Ask him, are you doing it? Watch this. Here's a better question. Do you even know? How many people, let's be honest, because uh, listen, I don't believe in playing church. All that's, I can't say that. All that's just foolishness. I, I believe in church working. You know what? I, I, I would not get on this mic and all this, and I, I would not do this if I didn't believe this worked. I'm just trying to help you understand that. Some people can do stuff that, that, that don't work. I couldn't do that. The moment I found it wouldn't work, you know, I mean, <laughs> every Sunday would be a concert. This week we got this group. This week we got this group. Then we're going to have a concert over here. That, that's what it would be. Because I couldn't preach something I didn't believe work. Watch this. How many people, you'll really be honest. And don't worry about your neighbor. They ain't got your healing, no, huh? You said, God, I don't even know what the last thing you told me to do was. Be, be honest. Be honest. Be honest. That's a lot of the room. Good. For to help you. For to help you. Watch this. God told them. Remember I said on Sunday, Jerusalem. And I broke that word Jerusalem down for you. Jerusalem. Early form of that word was Salem. Remember I dare you down on Sunday. And then in that, Salem is the place where Melchizedek, the king and priest, king and high priest, who, who went and took a tithe to him? Abram. Abram tithed to Salem, which was really the first Jerusalem. Okay? We fast forward thousands of years to the book of Acts. They're on, the Mount, uh, they're on Mount Olivet, and God's last instruction to them is go to Jerusalem. Watch this. Watch this. God's last instruction to some of you was come to final harvest. Watch this. God's last instruction was you need to get out of this. Watch this. God's last instruction to you was. Why your clothes don't fit? <laughs> you can only get two fingers in the finger slot. What's this? Oh, oh, in other words, God's instruction to you is, why are you in the thing that you've outgrown? And you keep going back to the thing you've outgrown trying to make it fit. Baby, you, you wear a size 11. You cannot get a seven and a half on. I don't care if it is men's. <laughs> and vice versa for the men, you understand? Are you hearing what I'm saying? I remember one time I bought some shoes and I didn't try them on because I don't like trying stuff on. To me, I'd much rather buy it, try it on the house and take it back. That's just me. Can I get in the fellas to, to, to support me? One or two of them, all right? <laughs> What's this? What's this? And some women, y'all like that too. Y'all don't try nothing on. You just say, I want that, I want that, I want that. You don't know. You know. What's this? But I don't trust that phone. One, and I bought a pair of shoes one time. Really liked them. Looked real good. Didn't try them on because I said, oh, last time it fit. You, you missed that. You missed that. It fit last time. You, you missed that. Uh, uh, last time that worked and I felt good for about three, four months. Uh, last time I got back with him even though I shouldn't have been with him and it felt good. So last time it fit. So it should fit this time. Only problem was is this was a different brand of shoe than I was used to wearing. We go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. In other words, God will start you out at a turn tech, take you up to a Nike, then move you up to something else. 
Now, I'm not talking about materialism. <laughs> but what I am talking about is, is that the assignment's different. Are you here? And so when you're assigned to be a janitor, you wear boots. But when you're assigned to be the CEO, you wear, you wear something else. And so are y'all getting this tonight? And so, and so you're trying to, I, I, I tried, I said, well, last time this fit, but this was a different kind of shoe. And so I got that, I was going to wear the shoes, and I didn't wait to try, I waited to try them on until Sunday. Now, I, it's a long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> I says, and so what happened is I woke up, got the suit laid out, everything, hallelujah, glory to God, you know, just excited, praising the Lord. I go to put my shoe in, and my foot in the shoe, and then all of a sudden, it ain't going no more. And I got about this much of foot left out. And so I'm saying, oh, you know, this must be one of them shoes where you go, you got to put the shoe horn. And so, you know, so I got to force it. That's all right. You know, you got to stretch it. It's leather. You know what I'm saying? Put the shoe horn down. A ain't nothing happening. I get about this much. And so all of a sudden, I'm having a great, wonderful day. Got this wonderful little thing planned out. And the shoes I was going to wear with it was the only shoes I had to match that particular thing. Don't fit. Now, all of a sudden, my whole plan's messed up. You, you missed that. Now, all of a sudden, my whole plan's messed up because I was trying to go with something that used to work. And now that i found that that doesn't work, I don't know what to do because I was counting on that working. What happened? The foundation. Okay. So, 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 so watch this. How do I know the last thing God told me to do? Watch this. If you are in a period of your life that feels like a wilderness, the last thing he told you to do was to go get instructions. Say that again. If you're in a period in your life, what happened to the, to the church of Acts? All hope was lost. Jesus is dead. We knew this thing wasn't going to work. We spent three and a half years of our life. What a waste of time. Now he shows back up. We think he's a ghost. Thomas don't believe it's him. We don't know what to do. And now all of a sudden he says, go wait in Jerusalem. What's this? Jerusalem was the place. It means the city of wholeness and perfection. God said, I'm sending you to a place for you to get whole and perfected. Okay, you, okay, watch this. Uh, uh. Nine times out of ten, if you have no clue what the last thing he said to do was, the last thing he said was, go to Jerusalem. Go get whole. Go get complete. You know why so many marriages end? Because two incomplete people try to complete one another. She can't stand herself. He don't like himself. And we're going to come together and have a happy marriage. What? Can't say that. What? what? How that supposed to work? Three-fourths and one-sixth don't equal a whole. Oh, Bishop, what are, the, what are the parts? How can a person be incomplete? Because parts of them is left with part rela old relationships. 
Y'all ain't talking to me. And so what happens is, is they create all these relationships and, and, and they do all this different stuff and all these new relationships and they left a part of them over here. So they were whole. Now they lost the fifth. Then they get with this one because this one, oh, yeah, this is the one. I know this is the one because she went to church with me. I know this is the one because he serves God. I know this is the one because he's an usher. I know this is the one because he's a preacher. I know this is the one because he's singing on the usher board or sing on the usher board. Figure that out. We got singing ushers. Come on, somebody. What's this? And we don't, <laughs> what's this? What's this? You know, because they march in. You know, y'all remember when the users used to march? <laughs> y'all remember when the users used to march? <laughs> Got them white gloves on, and, you know. <laughs> you know. Where I grew up, they, you know, they, they, they put a little swag in they, in they, in they usher, you know. You know. All right. <laughs> what's this? What's this? Watch this. Uh, those other relationships take a part of them. So then they get with that one. Now they're down to three-fifths. They don't get whole from that one because they don't stop at Jerusalem. They just go right to the next relationship. And so, and so now they got two-fifths. And then the next thing you know, they're five miles to empty because all of them is left in others. And that's why people say, I just don't know who I am. Because you, you, you were with this one, this one, this one. They got you. And you don't know who you are because you're full of them. And that just don't apply to relationships. That applies to people, Judases, that you let get right here. Because every Judas that you let get right here and every Judas that you give a piece of yourself to because you're trying to tell them what God has told you, but they can't even understand that. Every time you give a piece of yourself to somebody, you lose a piece of yourself if they're not spiritual. And so you're trying to tell somebody, it ain't even spirit. You're trying to tell them what God told you to do. And you just gave away. You cast your pearls before swine. And so we walk around incomplete. Are you hearing me? But not no more. We're going to fix that tonight. I'm gonna, we're going to fix it real quick, too. What's this? So God's last instruction to them, and I'm going to stop here. His last instruction to them was go to get whole. Yerushalam. His, 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 he said, if you don't go to Jerusalem, and what did they do in Jerusalem? They replaced Judas. In other words, them getting whole, come on, let's connect these dots, church, was them replacing Judas. The foundation. Y'all catching this thing tonight? So, so what happens is his last thing was go rebuild your foundation, but do it with me. What's this? A lot of the times, you know what happens? You know what repentance means? Say repentance. A lot of the times in the body of Christ, here's what we do. We want to walk with God, and you got all your stuff, you know. I'm going to be a, a uh, you know, I'm going to make waffles and do hair. And you got all your stuff, you know. And then at nighttime, I'm going to deliver pizzas. And and then I'm going to sell a little perfume at work. You got all your stuff. And then you say, okay, Jesus, gaze it up in heaven. Hey, I'm doing a lot of good stuff down here. Come on, bless it. 
In other words, you got your own plans. Because remember, you're going to make waffles and do hair and sell perfume on the weekend and deliver pizzas at night. And perfume at your job. You got your own plan. Say your own plan. And Jesus says, listen, when I step on the scene, I'm not interested in what you want to do. I know the thoughts. Come on, somebody. Jeremiah. 12. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Plans for good and not for evil to give you a hope and a future. I got plans for you. So the problem is, is you got your plans and I got my plans. And only one plan is going to work. So until you drop your plan and get with my plan, you're going to be miserable. That's why when you're walking with God, you can make less money than you've ever made, baby. But you'll have so much joy and so much because you got his plan. A bunch of money don't mean nothing. So what we do is we walk up to Jesus and say, hello, Jesus, bless you. Hallelujah. Here's my plans. Please bless it. And he says, but you, 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 you miss me. Unless a man pick up his cross and follow me, he's not worthy of me. What does the cross represent? His plan. His assignment. So here's what we do. We're walking with God, and we're walking like this. And then we want to bring Jesus on our trip with us. Come on, go with me, Jesus. You know, we come up with these, you know, these songs. You know, Jesus was riding with me. And, you know. <laughs> me and Jesus was in the car, and, you know. Yeah, he was in the passenger seat. Problem is, he don't do that. He ain't gonna turn here, turn here. No, he says, listen, either I drive or I'll ride my own car. Are you with me? Watch it. I'm gonna show you what we do. Because here's why sometimes we don't hear God. It's not that we didn't hear him, it's just that we were trying to give him our stuff. <laughs> okay. We walk in, and Jesus calls you, and he says, I didn't choose you, or excuse me, you didn't choose me, I chose you. He calls you. You keep walking and you want Jesus to come on your trip. And what the Christian walk is all about, I was walking this way and I heard Jesus and I turned around and went the entire opposite way. You know what sometimes we say we're working on stuff? It, you ever talk to somebody and they always working on something? You know, I'm working on that cussing. I, I'm working on that cheating. Now y'all talking to me? I'm, I'm working on that. You know why we're working on it? Because we got all that, and we're saying, Jesus, come on, fix me. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me. Fix me. And he's saying, I told you to turn around and go to Jerusalem. I says, I told you to drop that and come to Jerusalem. So let me, let me finish here. Say, Bishop. Say, Bishop. What is my Jerusalem? What's this? It is... The place where you finally get out of doubt and get into belief. Watch this. It's the place where you finally get out of doubt and get into belief. They were promised something, a power that they had never been promised before. 
See, you got promises over your life that you've never seen before. And some of the stuff God has said he's going to do in your life, you don't even know, you don't even know, you don't have nobody to look to do because it's never been done. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Imagine when, when God, please understand, please understand, I don't know if Bill Gates is saved or not, but we're going to pray for him, hallelujah. But he was doing something he had never seen done before. It's not like he could call somebody up and say, yeah, you know, if the program, it ain't right. How to, he couldn't call nobody. They were doing stuff they'd never seen done before. And that's where many of you are at in your life right now. You're doing stuff you've never seen done before. You're trying to start a business and your family has a history of, of, of not having nothing. Am I talking to somebody? God's last instruction to you is to get whole. In other words, Get out of doubt. Get into belief. But it's been so hard to believe God. Let, 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 let me be real honest with you. Let me be real honest with you. Now, the natural Christian response is, no, it ain't. It's hard being a sinner. You know that? It's hard serving God. No, it ain't. It's hard being a sinner. It's hard worrying about whether or not you're going to get locked up. And that's true. That's hard. Y'all ain't talking to me. It's hard wondering whether or not you're going to be on Maury. You are before. Watch this. That's hard. But watch this. But, 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 but watch this. Watch this. The truth is, is that it can sometimes be a challenge, being real with you, to, to trust God to walk to Jerusalem. Why? Because you felt like he let you down on Calvary. I, I, I need us to get real tonight because if we don't get beyond all that religious stuff and get real tonight, please understand, the disciples thought, that's why Peter denied him because they thought they let him down. Let them down. Said Jesus, what you told us you were gonna do this and you were gonna build your kid, and you told us and this is the year of release, and you told me and you told me and you told me this and you told me that, and I don't see nothing. And now I gotta walk to Jerusalem to wait on another promise. What's this? What's this? I should have just touched something right there. You want me to now wait? On another promise? Watch this. Then, then, then the enemy comes in. What if he don't do it? I'm trying to help you be real about this thing. Because see, your neighbor is, is, is looking real spiritual right now. But sometimes in the middle of the night, they're wondering whether or not God is even real. <laughs> what, what, what if he don't do it? What? What if it don't work out? What if you put your faith in it and him again and, and it just loses and you lose everything again? Am I talking to anybody? And in all of that, you've got to then make a decision. Either I'm going to stay in this wilderness with old shoes, old clothes, bread, and quail. 
and water from a source that water shouldn't be coming out of. Or I'm going to step out one more time. Because maybe, mother, maybe this time. You, you, you missed that. You missed that. Maybe this time. Watch this. What, touch your neighbor. Say neighbor. Maybe this time is the time. Remember when we started, and this I'm going to bring it full circle. I'm through. Remember when we started and, and I said to you, these things had to be fulfilled. It had to happen. Watch this. Had God shown up in the thing that you thought he let you down in, you would have never matured. I'm trying to get in your heart tonight. I'm trying to get all in there and clean out all of that mess and hell and all that that's been in there. What's this? What's this? It had to happen. Because God needed to know he could trust them. With failure. You, you, you know what? You know what? I, I was sitting up last week and just, you know, I was sitting up eating bonbons, you know, watching TV. Just feeling just all, just, just all messed up. Is this on the tape? <laughs> okay, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> it's too late now. I said, <laughs> I said, they need to be in church. Yeah, they need to be in church to hear this. Turn the tape off. We love you. God bless you on the tape. Turn the tape off. Y'all need to be in church. <laughs> 